just know that there is no right or wrong. There are just theatrical choices. There are just stylistic choices. And that's beautiful, but it's also scary as heck because, okay, so what do I do then? But at the end of the day, that's really it is, should I be on TikTok? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on LinkedIn? Should I send three emails a week? Should I rent? There are lots of people that are very successful doing none of those things. And there are lots of people that are very successful doing all of those things or one of those things. What are you going to do? Hey friends, frenemies, acquaintances, and haters, you too. Welcome to the Rebel Maker Podcast, where I, Marty Stotler, the Rebel Queen, your resident publishing maven, and serial entrepreneur, encourages rebellious behavior and rebellious action in women all across the globe. If you believe like I do, then you're in the right place. One, books change lives. Women totally run the world. Collectively, we have all of the answers. And on a scale from one to you just read my damn mail, not chasing that burning desire deep inside you is equivalent to a warm beer on a hot day. This podcast is a rallying call for high-performing women like you with big vision and a bigger will to lock arms and source all the tools we need to succeed for ourselves, for each other, and for the world at large. So cheers, friend. Here's to shortening the learning curve and chasing down those dreams like our livelihood depends on it, because it kind of does. Marta, I am so excited that you are here with me. I have fangirled over you for a hot flipping minute since you like started creeping across my socials a few years ago, probably through Polkadot Powerhouse, a networking group that you're probably still involved in. I have taken a break from, but I am so excited to have you on here because you, friend, are by far one of the most inspiring women I know. And I am just so excited for you to just verbally vomit all of the things to everybody. But let me officially introduce your badassery. And if that's not the word it is now, friends, I have Marta Spurk with me. She is a wife, a triplet mom, a recording artist, a TEDx speaker. She's an author and she's a visibility strategist. She empowers women entrepreneurs to be seen by standing out on social media, on stages, on TV, and more so that they increase their visibility, increase their credibility, and increase their profits. She does that with her podcast, The Empowered Woman, her book, The Empowered Woman, The Ultimate Roadmap to Business Success, and The Empowered Woman School Membership and Workshops. And your second book was just released. It has hit number one bestseller status already. And it is called The Empowered Woman's Path, 21 Inspiring Stories of Success in Life and Business. And by the way, friends, frenemies, haters, all of you out there, I am one of those 21 women in her book. And I'm so excited. And I just want to throw this out there that when you threw out there that you were doing this anthology, it was a no-brainer for me. It was a no-brainer. I did what I tell my authors to do. If you are not ready to write the full book for whatever reason, go join an anthology. And I did just because it's you. You. I took my own advice and it's you. It was a no-brainer. Other people, I'm like, eh, not so much. But you, yes, I'm jumping on board. Marta, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. Oh, it's been such a wonderful journey connecting with you. And yeah, seeing you float around social media and then officially connecting with you. It's been almost a year. It was around my birthday, December 
of 2022 when Chrissy connected us. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, that's awesome. You've got a great memory because I didn't remember all that. <laughs> yeah, it was just that impactful that you're like, you don't remember anything else, but you remember connecting. Yes, that's party. all that matters. <laughs> that's it. That was it. We're going to go with that. Okay. So Marta, I just want you to just start talking. Tell me about your journey because you do have an amazing journey and you have things. And we were just, before I started recording, we were just talking about like life's chaos and the mom of triplets and your wife and your musician, and you have all of these things on your plate and you handle it with such grace and ease and you're a rock star. So can you just talk about that? Just talk about your journey. Yes, of course. Well, let's start from the beginning. I was born and raised in Brazil, so I am Brazilian. I am now an American citizen, a U.S. citizen, but I am first a Brazilian and still am. And from a young age, I was obsessed with the American culture. Like that was something that was just born with me of sorts. And now as an adult in diving into different personal discovery tools, a lot is explained. But for a while, I didn't understand. It It was just there. When I remember friends in school being like, you're not even patriotic, Marta. You're all about the United States. What's going on? And I didn't <laughs> No, I am patriotic. I like my country, but I also like this other country. Obviously, there's huge influence of music, movies down there. So we have plenty of access to all of those things. Learning English is a very much recommended thing to do outside of school, even though you learn it in school, take private lessons. So I was going through the motions of regular middle-class girl, yeah. <laughs> but I took it a step further and I really enjoyed I remember back when internet was not available as it is today, which is crazy to think that when I grew up, we used to go to the library and actually do research. Am I that old? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have internet either. I remember pagers. Come on it's now. Crazy. I know. That's insane. Well, I remember listening to music and writing down the lyrics to what I thought they were saying. Like sometimes even if you're fluent in the language, you don't really know what they're saying because they're singing weird or it's a, it doesn't make sense because it's like poetry. So I took it upon myself. That's how I spent my free time was just, you know, really submerging myself in the English language and the American culture. And then the opportunity presented itself for me to be more in touch with Americans via my mom. So my mom is a pastor. She very entrepreneurial in her own manner. She began hosting meetings in, in, in homes. And eventually it turned into a church. She has her building now and all of that. And a lot of it was by inspiration of an American minister that started traveling to Brazil. So it's very interesting because I mirror my mom in many ways. Obviously, she was an inspiration, pioneering this Mm -hmm. venture of hers in church with me being entrepreneurship. But in many ways, church is a business too. Absolutely. But she started attending meetings where this minister was being hosted by somebody else. And eventually she got to the point of being the person that hosted that minister. So she grew into the network and the influence. And we started attending conferences at that minister's church in America. So it started coming twice. At one point, we were coming three times a year to attend a whole week conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. And it just confirmed my desire to just live here and to see the culture and be like, this would be amazing if I got to stay, not just for the week. And obviously, at the back of my mind, if I found a boy, it would be easier (laughs) and get married. So yeah, I had my little crushes here and there until the one person emerged that wanted to deal with my craziness. But it's been mutual in that sense anyways. And I got married and I moved to America. And in that meantime, I was very involved in the church. So the whole language thing really evolved to the point where I knew what I wanted to do for college. 
So I got a bachelor's in translation because I was really good at it. And I got promoted to being the official interpreter for these conferences that my mom was hosting. So she was hosting two to three times. So she started modeling a lot of what the American conferences were here. She started doing down there, but the minister would come down and I was the official interpreter. So as at 18 years old, I was on stage next to the 60-year-old man interpreting everything that he said. And people looked up to me. Not only was I the pastor's daughter that interpreted, but I also sang and played the piano. So I was like the superstar celebrity in my world. Yeah. And But I decided I didn't want that. It didn't fulfill me. I wanted to pave my own path. And marrying and living in another country was the solution, obviously, because I wanted to. But that's where my desires took me. And I moved. Obviously, my parents were not happy with that. And they compromised by saying, go get some kind of degree in case this weird marriage thing with this person that you don't really know. Because it was long distance. In, in another country, by the way. Yeah, in another country. If this is, does not work out, just at least you get a degree and you come home. And I did get a degree. So I got a master's in applied linguistics, also in English. So both my degrees are in English. And we moved back to Brazil. Because my parents were like, try it out down here. They were, okay, fine. You're still together. Whatever. We were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> try living down here for a while and see if you adapt. And that's when I started trying to get pregnant because that was the next step, right? We've been married for three years. Now I live close to my mom. It's the moment. What you do? And yeah, and that's when I got pregnant with triplets. And as you can imagine, it sent me on this crazy journey of who am I? What am I doing? Why me? And when I would ever forget, one of the first people that I told was obviously my sister. So I have an older sister. And she said, Marta, if anyone can do this, it's you. And I hold that dearly because that's what I use for anything, right? If anyone can do this, it's me. I can handle some crazy ass stuff. And listen, sisters are so good for that because when it comes from your sister, right. like it comes from your mom, it's one thing. But when your sister tells you yeah. something like, wait, yeah, wait. So it was rocky. It was hard. The first trimester was insane. I thought I was going to die. I don't know. I thought I was going to lose my mind. There's so many things that I learned about pregnancy, a high-risk pregnancy, a multiple pregnancy that if you're not in that situation, you're not going to know. And it scared the hell out of me in many ways, but I had to be strong. So the whole path of entrepreneurship that I now have, it was a reflection from those months. Obviously, from moving, getting married, all those things built me up and molded me into the woman that I am today. But I got to tell you, the mindset work that I had to go through carrying those babies for 34 weeks in one day was intense. And then post, obviously, handling them now for seven plus years. And because I enjoy a challenge, we decided to move back to America when the babies were only nine months old. So yeah, we came back. I don't even go to the grocery store with more than one child, let alone moving a country with three nine months old. That was crazy. Like I continuously putting myself in very challenging situations. And now, again, in understanding personal discovery and all the different tools that I have adopted through the years, I know that this is just who I am. I enjoy chat. Like I thrive. We were talking about thriving in chaos, yeah. like living in chaos and obviously within reason and let's be healthy and take care of ourselves. But this is just part of my personality is I like putting myself in uncomfortable situations because I know they will make me grow. And they're material for me to counter my brain when it tells me I can't do stuff. When you can't do something. No. And you know what? You're right. It takes a certain someone to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It is a learned skill. And yeah. I think it's a skill. And then even so, listen, I, you have to be 
bat shit crazy to constantly be like, oh yes, I'm going to do those things that make me uncomfortable because it's going to push me and stretch me and grow me. But there are those of us like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can totally, I agree with you. Like it takes a certain level of crazy, but that's entrepreneurship too. So that's one of the things I say, marriage, motherhood, and entrepreneurship are the best way to hold up a huge ass mirror right in front of you and show you what you're made of. And then you have to make some decisions after that. Am I going to break this mirror? Am I actually going to look at it and see what I can do about this? And that's really what all those crazy moves and then having triplets did for me. And then it inspired me to start the business that I have. Yeah. And none of those things are for the faint of heart, honestly. And listen, so you've done a couple books now. You have been on stages. You have done a TEDx. Super excited for you for that. You train other women to do the same thing that you're doing. So we had a conversation at one point where we were talking about, hey, Marty, what's your message? Because I had told you like, gosh, do you remember when we had connected doing that? Because I had told you, I want to start speaking. And this year I've had, I think, six speaking engagements and it's been amazing. But what is that one message that I had? I think we got together and connected with that. So you help women find that story, that message that they can communicate to the masses. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Like, how do you help women become more visible to determine what their message is to make an impact in the world? Yeah. So obviously there's several parts to this. The beginning of it all, and it's an ongoing process, is getting curious about yourself. And that's why I've been mentioning personal discovery tools. I, my, my first one that got me hooked was the Enneagram. And that's what's in my first book. And then I started adding on human design and Gene Keys and these other tools that have been super helpful for me to understand myself. But I just can't help it. And that's part of my human design too. As soon as I learn something and I'm so excited about it, I have to teach it. And that's how I learn even more. There's this level of commitment of there's people actually paying me now. So I have a great excuse to keep diving in and to be better at this so I can talk more about it. So this is what I recommend to people is please get to know yourself, see how unique you are. And this will give you more confidence to then share it because starting a business really is you telling yourself that you're valuable, right? Is you choosing to say, I have something here that the world needs. And then growing the business is you continuously telling yourself that and finding ways to remind yourself of that because there will be moments where you're going to be like, I'm crap. I actually don't know anything and I should just shut down this thing. And I don't know. Go <laughs> <by>. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, it's been there, done that. I know. So first of all, get to know yourself because when you do, you're going to start confirming the things that you're drawn to. Because many times in life, we feel like our choices and our tastes are random. And by diving into these personal discovery tools, it's been interesting to see, like what I was saying, my obsession with American culture, like where did that come from? Like my parents did not tell me, hey, be obsessed, learn English. Or to a certain extent that I decided to go down that route. It was the same. We were raised the same, my, my sister and I. And I decided that. And the same thing goes with siblings and people like we're all different. So where does that come from? And what are those differences? What are you drawn to? Because this can really help you inform what your message is. Because oftentimes we, we think, ah, it's just this thing that I like. No, it's this thing that you're really good at. So let's own it. And that's again, when you create the business is you owning that you have that skill that people can actually benefit from. And then it's deciding how that visibility looks like. 
because everyone is different. So not everyone wants to be performer extraordinaire on stage. That's not part of their goals for their lives. They don't see themselves doing that. But there's also the side of the imposter syndrome of I want to, but I don't think it's for me. So part of this work also is understanding how are you stopping yourself? And then giving women the permission to pursue those things. Because it's so I, I would never, it's so interesting to me how so many clients of mine, when I started talking about getting featured on TV, go pitch to your local news and get featured as an expert. I don't really care for that. Yeah, speaking on stage is short, but I don't want to do it. And the more they started seeing me talk about it and people landing it, they're like, you know what? I think I would like to do that too. So we do a lot of that with ourselves, right? It's, oh no, I would never want to do that. And sure, there are certain things, which one of my mentors calls rules of engagement. There are certain things that you decide they're not for me. I don't want to do it. And that's cool. But let's also be honest with ourselves with the fact that there are certain things that we would like to do, but we're worried about what people are going to think, or we think we're not qualified enough. So when it comes to my personal message to the world, it really is, it's only impossible until you do it. And that's why I talk so much about empowerment, because everything that I've achieved until this very day were things that at one point were just a little idea in my head. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that, but what if I could? And then I started pursuing it and then it happened. And it may have taken months, it may have taken years, but they all eventually happened. And I have other goals now because like I said, it's ammunition for my brain Yeah, to say, I've done all these things. So what's stopping me from reaching? It may not be tomorrow, but if I really want it, it's going to happen. And like I said, different ways of being visible. So it's not just speaking on stage. It's starting with your good old fashioned, send out emails to your mailing list and post on social media. And there are different ways of doing that. In fact, I've been uh, quoting this speaker coach a lot. She's a huge, like one of the most well-known. Her name's Patricia Frick. And I was very privileged to watch her train in person recently at the National Speakers Association. And she said something that stuck with me. She said, hey, just know that there is no right or wrong. There are just theatrical choices. There are just stylistic choices. And that's beautiful, but it's also scary as heck because, okay, so what do I do then? But at the end of the day, that's really it is, should I be on TikTok? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on LinkedIn? Should I send three emails a week? Should I... Friend, there are lots of people that are very successful doing none of those things. And there are lots of people that are very successful doing all of those things or one of those things. What are you going to do? Yeah. That's where I help clients find visibility in a way that suits their personality, suits their goals. But also keeping in mind what we were just talking about, how are you going to challenge yourself? Because maybe it's not just a matter of, I really don't want to get into TikTok because it annoys me. Or is it because you're afraid of the commitment that it takes? So play devil's advocate with yourself and see where it takes you. Yeah. And one of the things that I loved about what you said as well on here, because on this thing that you had filled out for me, you said there, I'm paraphrasing here, but there's really no such thing as failure. There's stepping stones. So even if you have this wild hair that maybe you want to try this, it's okay to start it and decide that it is not for you. Because in testing waters, you figure out those things which you truly love to do. Hmm, exactly. So give yourself the permission because that's how we grow. Go look at analogies of babies when they're learning to walk, right? How do they learn to walk? They fall a billion times. They try out different stuff. Let me balance you. They're not telling you this, right? But that's what they're doing. They don't even know they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what we get to do throughout our lives. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. So tell me about like the speaking book. Which came first, like the chicken or the egg? So the speaking came first 
And it's an interesting story because I... So back when I didn't even have my messaging very much aligned, I wasn't really making a lot of money, gaining a lot of clients. I was lost, which what's happened to all of us. And it's different levels of that. Like you may be making some money, but you're still lost. But anyways, I digress. I decided to work with a media coach to help me get featured. Because I, then I thought, well, if only more people see me, then maybe they'll just like me and they'll start hiring me. Like that was my thought process, which then I realized... Not necessarily, you still need to have your messaging clear, but doing that helped me with the clarity. So one of the things that this media coach told me at the time was, don't even worry about publishing a book. It is going to collect dust. You're going to have boxes in your garage. Like she painted this awful picture of the whole thing and you're going to be wasting money on all that. It costs money to publish a book. Instead, invest in other things and whatever. And I was like, okay, well, obviously, you know what you're talking about. So I will just move forward in getting exposure. So that's when I started doing TV features. There were so many different strategies that I learned on how to reach out to my alma mater. And I started speaking there and I started getting more speaking opportunities and things like that. And then eventually I started working with a business coach that had nine books published. And his tune was different. He said, having a book is going to elevate you as a coach and as a speaker. And it doesn't have to be this huge canon of your life, a memoir. It can just be a piece to get people to know you. In fact, the shorter, the better, because then they're actually going to finish the book. And what he calls airplane books. He says, this is what I have now. It's very short books that I carry with me whenever I travel. And then when I meet somebody, start conversation as a good networking entrepreneur that you are. I say, oh, and I have a book. And you gift out your book. The person may actually read it while mid-flight and want to connect with you or just be blessed by knowing you. And that's that. And I was like, you know what? I can do that. I don't have to talk about my... I'm not 80. I don't have to talk about all the accomplishments. There's still stuff that I'm going to go through. I felt like I had stuff. Yeah. Then, such as everything I just told you. (laughs) Moving, marrying, having triplets. That's enough. And at that point, I had more clients. I had some testimonials to add to the book to corroborate my points there. And so I published the book. And what was interesting, what making that decision of publishing the book, I know it had to do with later on putting myself in a position where I was accepted to do my TEDx. So I published the book in January of 2022 and I spoke for TEDx March 2022. Nice. So it was a cluster of lots of things, but it happened with the one decision. And I remember. Clearly, I was going through another coaching program. Yes, I have done several of those. <laughs> yeah. And I got asked a question that you get asked all the time in this journey, but for whatever reason, it stuck with me. It was the moment, right? For that, it was, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And the answer came as clear as day in my mind I would write a book, I would publish the book that I already had started, but I hadn't gone through. So that's a journey too for anyone interested. From the point that coach of mine said, you should write a book. It still took me about 18 months to actually get the book out. Yeah. So it was not like, oh yeah, tomorrow it's done. And when people ask me like the process of publishing and everything, I tell them, friend, you can get it done in two, three months. That is not the issue. The issue is you actually finishing it, being okay with it being out in the world and putting it out in the world. So, okay. So then let me ask you this. So knowing what now, if you had to go back and do things differently, would you have done it the same way, not write the book, get the media coach, or would you have not heeded media coach's advice and wrote the book anyway? 
I think I wouldn't have changed anything because I didn't have at that time the message that I then developed by the time the book came out. Because I started the media coaching in 2019. And then in 2020, when hell broke loose, Mm. I joined other program, which was one of those moments where this is it. If I nothing comes out of me investing in this course, I'm quitting my business. <laughs> and then obviously, this is my freeze. If this doesn't work, I'm done. But then everything worked out. That's when I found my direction with marketing and visibility and everything was via that course. And that's when I created my framework. So I created the five-step framework, the Empowered Woman's Path, doing that course in 2020. And then I started working with that coach in October of 2020. So I was like, yeah, this makes sense because now I have that framework. So I could actually do this. And one of the amazing pieces of advice that coach gave me was, in fact, I haven't written any of these books. I have spoken all these books because I hate writing. So coming from somebody that has nine books, he didn't take the time to sit and type it out. He had a ghostwriter make sense of the recordings. I was like, that's what I'm doing. So that it made it so much easier for me. Like he really helped me crush any barriers and obstacles that I had put in for, cause that's what we do when we don't, when we're scared, create all the barriers. Like I couldn't possibly because 40 I, reasons why this is not going to work for me. And exactly, I exactly. So it's like friend, just talk it all out. So what I did was I talked out the five steps that I had already crafted on voice notes, sent it to a ghostwriter and I had the manuscript, but I still sat on that freaking manuscript for, I would say eight ish months. Yeah. And so all right, time for editing, time for book cover and all of the things. So I wouldn't do it differently just because of where I was at, but that's relative to where people are for several years, then what's stopping you? Listen, there's no hard and fast rules for how you do life mm-hmm. or business. So question for you, because I publish and my primary audience is publishers. How has writing your book opened doors for you? Hey Rebels, I know you've been listening to The Rebel Maker for a hot minute and you're probably listening for a couple reasons. One, you're thinking about writing a book. Two, you wrote the book and now you don't know what the hell to do with it. Or three, you need help marketing the book that you've already done because you're falling flat on sales. Great, I got just a thing for you. Go to the website, rebelqueen.co, book a call with me. Here's what's gonna happen. One, I'm gonna give you an action plan for exactly what you need to do next whatever that next step is, writing it, publishing it, marketing it. And also I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask any question that you have. Go to the website, rebelqueen.co. Book a call with me. So that's an interesting question. I'll have to compare it to TEDx because many people see these big accomplishments as your big break where Oprah is going to call you tomorrow after the book is out or Oprah is going to call you tomorrow after your TEDx is out. And I like being very transparent. I like being very real that there is no big break. Even the people that have big breaks, they were doing stuff yes. <laughs> before that day. It's not like I wake up and Oprah loves me. It's like I've done things, right? That's not to crush anyone's dream that this couldn't possibly, I hope Oprah calls me tomorrow, but it's just not how world works. Okay, right. let's put it out there. Is that I believe more than anything, publishing my book was me making a commitment to my message. So that's the difference. The difference is it's not the physical thing. Yes, the message is great. People's lives are changed and they are inspired. They warm up to me. They want to work with me. It increases my credibility. All those things are very true and the reasons why you should have a book. But at the end of the day, what I think the book did for me personally was me saying, 
I can't go back now. Sure, I could. I could burn all the copies. I could take it on off of Amazon. But it's, it's like you're marrying your business. You're like saying, I'm not just playing around anymore. Yeah, I actually stand behind this. And if people go look it up, they're going to find it and they're going to read it and they may not like it. And they may criticize me and they may leave me a one-star review and whatever. It's you putting yourself in the position where those things can happen. That takes commitment. And the same thing goes for TEDx. Many people are like, oh, I'd love to do TEDx. I'll do it in two years. What? Yeah. It takes you a while to apply, to get selected, to train, to go speak, for the video to come out. So it's not that you are just waiting for the perfect moment. It's you're not ready to say, I have a message that I'm going to share and it's ready now. So that's really what it's done for me. And publishing the second book is the same thing. And listen, like you just said something that is just so important. Is there ever a great time to do anything? No, there isn't. Mm-mm. No. No. And this is what I tell people too. Obviously, it's a more controversial topic, but I'll use this as an analogy because I've had experience with it is when people tell me, oh, I want to have kids, but I'm going to wait a couple years. And I tell them, friend, same thing. You don't know what's going to happen as you start trying. I didn't tell the whole story, but I tried for a whole year before I realized my cycles were irregular, something's up. And I took all the exams and then we went through hormonal stimulation. And that's how I ended up with triplets. So it's, you can't just say a couple of years, I'll begin looking into it. No, look in, into it now. Yeah, now is the right now. time to start looking into there it. There is no time like the present. Yeah, exactly. That's all we have. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Okay. So I have another question for you. What is next? I want to know what is next for you. You've done TEDx. Are you doing more TEDx? Are you doing more books? Yes. Oh my gosh. There's lots of things that are next. Let me see. So one, this whole book experience with the collaboration is making me think that I could do another one. It was a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm ready to have this be out there and and chill for a minute. But in thinking ahead, especially with experience that I've had with the whole process is, I know lots of women would still like to do something like this with me. And so many of them express that. Are you doing another one? Like when I was still coming up with the women for the first one, people were like, it's not the time for me, but are you doing another one? I'm like, can't really, I'm not going to rule it out. I don't know. So that's something that I'm thinking about. So start with things that I'm thinking about. The other thing that I'm really excited about is now getting to a point where I'm coaching TEDx speakers into visibility. That's super exciting. It's a niche that I'm just starting out with in collaboration with the TEDx that I spoke for here locally is being the person that supports the speaker post because they don't give that support. It's up to the speakers. And that's 100% my area of expertise is how do you leverage the heck out of the thing once you have the thing? And this goes for books as well, but also for TEDx. So I'm excited because that's a huge market. And the other thing really is focusing on my music which is something that I finally gave myself the permission to. So it was an interesting thing to add on right now. Cause like I said, levels of commitment, right? It's oh. me telling myself, it's okay, Marta, to do this. There are lots of musicians out there, but you could be another one of them. There is room for you as well. Same as there was room on TEDx, same as there was room for books. So that was me stepping out. I'm still not hundred percent clear on what that journey looks like, but I'm taking the steps and I'll see where it takes me. Well, listen, here's what I love about that, because aren't you like marrying your musical talents with your speaking engagements? Girl, listen, I speak in song anyway. Someone will say something and I'll think of some song lyrics and I will break it down. And I'm like, if you can't follow along, we just can't be friends. Yes. I love that you have elevated that. Yeah. I'm excited to get into that. That's definitely something for next year is 
what it's called being a keynote artist. So creating an artistic keynote where I incorporate music as I drive my points across. Obviously, I would love to perform in different places and have full-blown concert of sorts. But at this moment in my life, I'm not going to be a touring artist with three seven-year-olds to look after. But I see this as a, an extension to what I already have. I already do speaking. So why not add what's already on there? And the music that I've put out, well, I've only put out one single, but I have others that I'm going to be putting out. They're all with the message of empowerment. So they go hand in hand with my business. It's not disconnected. So I'm just figuring out how exactly to go about it as I go. Yeah, no, I love that. Okay, so then here's the next thing I want. I want you to tell my budding authors here, my published authors, like how can they work with you? What do you do to help support them and to help them elevate to the next level? Yes, so I am excited because I've, I've been working on streamlining this and going into uh, 2024. 20, this is going to be so much easier for me as a coach, but also for people to get started is I getting ready to launch a course where the basics of content creation, speaking and networking is going to all going to be in there where you can just consume it and create a strategy for yourself where you are putting yourself out there in different ways, whether it be via networking, being intentional, having a strategy, because many people know how to do these things, but they're not being intentional and it's not turning into an actual return for them. Right actually financially, right? So being more intentional with that. And what I'm very excited about is to focus on my more visibility mastermind. So moving forward, what I'm doing is I'm okay with taking one-on-one clients, but I will tell you right now, my love lies in groups because I'm, I'm an extrovert. And I think there's so much value in you seeing what other people are doing and getting real-time feedback from somebody that could be your client. Right. Yeah. Not that I can't be your client, sure, but more people, right? So yeah. I have a mastermind group it's that visibility. I want. It's visibility. So that's what I tell people. It's like, you join the visibility mastermind, you're getting that's visibility. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is what I'm excited. I launched this visibility as a 10-week program, but moving into 2024, it's going to be six months. Uh, six months commitment because it takes time to you know, get visible, to adjust. And the goal with all of that is to help anyone, including authors, yeah. make money. Because that's what visibility is for, is you get visible by to make money. And so making sure you have offers, making sure they are in alignment with your income goals, and then combining that with marketing that will drive sales to meet those goals, all the while getting exposure via speaking and also being very intentional and strategic with networking and you know the people you connect with. So that's the way. I am so excited. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm super excited because we're at that mark now. Follow Marta. You can find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash spirk, S-P-I-R-K, Marta, M-A-R-T-A. Her website is martaspirk.com. Her company is Marta Spirk Coaching. Absolutely go to Amazon and buy her books. The most recent one is The Empowered Woman's Path. And her first one was The Empowered Woman. She's got a podcast. Go listen to her podcast, The Empowered Woman, correct? That's the name of it? Yeah. Mm, good, I thought so. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being on here. And for anybody who is listening that you have a book and you want to speak, definitely reach out and check out the things that Marta, because you give so much away for free. Like you give so much value in your content that you're putting out. So yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is so fun. Yeah, I'm excited. 
Friend, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Rebel Maker, where I not only support, but also encourage rebellious behavior, rebellious action, and doing the thing that no one thought you could do. Hell yes to you. If you're digging what you're hearing, finding inspiration, and actionable items for your next step, then please do all the things. Subscribe, share me with your besties, and send me a message. I'd love to chat. Cheers to your success. 